Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm Hisham, and this is... The Quantumly Leaping Podcast. Yes, and it's our 10th uh, episode this season. Yeah, 10. Two hands, right? Two hands, the, uh, two hands, the ho- two hands. <laughs> the ho- two full hands, the holy 10, yes. right? I, yes. know. I mean, remember when we were just we were just started talking about that about a, half, a year and a half ago? Can you imagine that this is now our 10th? You know, it's exciting. And, I, uh, you know, I've uh, last episode, I um, uh, I, I took uh, the reins uh, with, uh, um, you know, to, to set it up. And I learned a lot about, you know, the, the work that goes into to 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 get prepared for things. So I'll be doing more of that in the future. But uh uh, today is number 10 and, um, you know, uh, I just wanted to share a little bit of that. Uh, I am, my, I'm getting emails, I'm getting phone calls, um, a lot of, uh, great feedback I'm getting from, from the, our, our listeners, um, and people who are watching, um, that, uh, we're tackling, uh, some very important topics we've covered, you know, mental health, uh, crypto. I just spoke to a, an ambassador of the cryptocurrency this week. And he watched it, and uh, he was very impressed how we we tackled that. Um, it good to hear. Um, we're still getting a, a few uh, 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 cool complaints. Um, one of them is that we're too serious uh, still. Um, so we are trying to, uh, you know, have our opening here uh, a, a little fun. But uh, all I have to say is that. Uh, that uh, we're going to cover a wide range of topics uh, coming up here in the next few weeks. Uh, we have some topics. We're going to be covering health. Uh, we're going to be covering wealth. Um, we're going to be covering. We're going to be covering online learning and teaching. So I'm going to be doing uh, research on that. Um, so, but again, uh, quantum leaping is about going through uh, these times here. And uh, today's topic, I think, is going to be a serious topic. Um, but uh, excited to, just to get the feedback. So I'll throw it back to you, Hisham. Yeah, and I, I too want to thank every loyal listener to us. They have they've been supporting us. They've been giving us uh, um, a gigantic and enormous uh, love and feedback for that matter. And they were giving us suggestions, so we're listening. And, and I wanted to tell them that we are going to tackle uh, or we're going to talk about uh, topics as well that they asked us for. Uh, of course, it's all going to come in time, and but you know w- these topics need preparation. But we're listening. The topics you ask for are in the process. We're taking every suggestion seriously, but sometimes we need to prepare for it. And uh, preparation process, as as you said, is not an an easy or a fun task. But this is it. It's what gets us here. It's what gets us to our um, uh, loyal listeners. Our loyal. Um, uh, uh, you know our people. I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna yeah. uh, call. Them. I'm just gonna. I just got one more thing, Hisham. Um, I just actually just got accepted uh, with a uh, online podcasting uh, group, uh, podcaster movement group, and uh, so I want to share that is because uh, uh, I really believe that um, you know we we took some time to get this, but it wasn't that we're delaying starting this podcast. I just want to clarify, we were talking about it. We had gone to an event called Podcast. PodCamp Toronto, I've been going for for almost nine years. Uh, Hisham joined me about three years ago. But, uh, you know, this is number 10. And uh, like I said, uh, a lot of work is all. Uh, Hisham and I have very, uh, 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 speak quite a bit. Hisham's a very busy guy. I'm very busy here during the day uh, working on some cool projects. So uh, we are making time. Sometimes very late at night, uh, 10, 11, 12, we're speaking about this. But I think it's important that we share this with the audience that um, – the preparation goes, uh, uh, is worth it. Um, a lot of things are happening, dynamic things are happening in our world right now. And um, so kind of a providence uh, takes over some of our topics uh, over the past uh, three weeks. Um, but in due time, we're going to be talking, uh, another topic that uh, we're going to be talking about is diversity um, with what's happening here in the world the last uh, week or so. So with that, yeah, and- uh, we're going to get started here. So I'll throw it back to you, Sham, so we can get started. Yeah, and and I would I would just say uh, specifically with the, the, the today's topic and the, the recent topics is that whatever we talk about and plan, there is something in the universe happens. <laughs> it's like the universe is conspiring to support us, which is a very good thing. And uh, with that, I'm gonna say that for the holy tenth, which is our 
um, our 10th episode, uh, we're going to dive into a very important topic. And it's been like, I mean, I mean, I swear to God, we have planned this multiple weeks ago, but it just came in with with the with the uh, with what is happening here around. And it's about social media, uh, the social media and specifically the social media uh, platforms responsibility against the spread of misinformation. So uh, just just so you know, um, um, you know, uh, everybody uses mostly social media in a way or another, in a platform or another, and it's been there for month, for many years. In in you know, it's, it's starting from uh, I don't know AOL Messenger or or anything like that until now, what we see on Facebook or Instagram or all those bigger platforms, and and you know, like nobody knew how 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 uh, how big of an impact these social platforms will make on the world that quick like it's it's almost like some of them have started less than 10 years ago and they're making a huge impact now so uh let me just give because social media is my topic it was a part of my it's actually my thesis that i have done so uh social media is not something that is new to humans or use or trying to communicate like that if we even get back to the to the romans day I mean, like you remember when 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 Facebook was called was calling it wall, not a timeline, and they call it wall posts. This thing started with the Romans, where they the Roman Empire was big, and because to to keep this empire connected, they were bringing news from all around the empire, and they were reading it in in you know in whether in Rome itself or the colonies, and those messengers were coming holding a post from Rome to that colony and bringing a post with the news of that colony back to Rome, they were coming to a big place called the Forum. Of course, also the Forums have been into, into online forums now, digital forums, and they br bring it, there's a wall for them. They have like drawers specifically for every messenger and they take the post from Rome and they put the post from, uh, or this is what I've read at least about, and they put that post from that colony. And then at twice a day or something, one, the town crier, one reader takes all those posts and read it reads it loudly for people of Rome. And it also happens in other colonies. So that is not, I mean, like wall posts, Facebook, that, is, that all did not start from now. And if we, if we got back, the, social, the digital social media did not start as a news kind of thing. It started like for us to, uh, to be like friends or to connect with friends all around the world or even to connect with the family members that that traveled around the world, we lost contact, we didn't know what happened to them, and then suddenly, in, in Facebook, you say, people you might know, and it's a family member that you have not seen in 10 years or 20 years, and you're connecting back and talking. Uh, but the then it moves, which is we're gonna talk about in a second, but the, the origin the origin of, of, the, plat of the, or the platforms, which is, what as I said, the wall posts in Rome, was to spread news. And now we're seeing that happening in social media. So we started as um, just a connection, sharing some news, jokes, connecting with people, and now here. But before that, uh, and which I, which I would say that maybe it's, it led to the news coming in, there was social media for business. And I know that you have a very valid uh, input about that since you have done a lot of it, Jim, and you have actually wrote a book about that. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you uh, for, for the explanation. I've heard this explanation many times from Hashem, so it's great to share a little bit about it with our audience. So um, in 2008, uh, I started uh, writing articles for a blog. In 2011, I put everything together and it was uh, for a book called Get Connected in the 21st Century, Online and Offline Strategies That Work. And it worked on two things. Uh, online and offline do intersect and uh, i'm getting a lot of calls people interested in my book so i'm working on um a, a republishing it here very shortly so thanks for everybody who's interested in in my book and i'm going to get it out there here in the next few months so just uh, haven't forgotten and thank you for that everyone so the predication is this is that uh, you know i went out networking you know shaking hands you know uh, offline and and then transposed into into online and now we're in covid and COVID has forced me to go online and, and uh, offline. So off, uh, online, and then the offline has been uh, X'd, <laughs> not there. 
But what I've realized, um, I, I got hired by a, a, a big email marketing company in 2012. And why I'm mentioning this is I had a chance to travel all across Ontario and into the United States. And I spoke on email marketing, but I also spoke on social media and strategies. Um, and I'm actually a, a, a still an authorized individual with, with this company. Now, why I say this is that uh, um, in Canada, they passed a law called the Castle Law. And this council law was meant to uh, sort of uh, bring more, uh, uh, bring a heavier uh, presence into spam and all that. Uh, unfortunately, the law was passed, but didn't have enough teeth. I don't know what's going to explain it. We and with the company I worked for, uh, they we brought lawyers and we did webinars, and it just got worse. And then uh, GDPR uh, got passed. Uh, about a year ago, if you correct me, Hisham, uh, was it um, a year ago? It was actually, it, uh, it, I think it started in 2016 and, and it, took, it took place on 2018. So Okay, stand corrected, two years ago. Same thing GDPR. I got emails from email lists I didn't even know I belonged to. Now, fast forward to 2020 and, um, you know, uh, when, when Hisham brings me these topics, uh, you know, I want to be very honest, authentic. And uh, so what I do is uh, I ask Hisham, uh, you know, send me some information. So uh, he sent me this video. Um, uh, what was the guy's name again, Hisham? Uh, Hassan uh, Minash. Now, we don't like specific talk about people, but this video I watched, is about 18 minutes long. And why I'm just going to show this is I needed, um, I needed a broad space understanding of this, even though on that, and actually, I still read the paper, ladies and gentlemen, and I actually got a, an article here from my local paper regarding mm, misinformation on face, Facebook uh, here. So I did a little research, and what I realized uh, watching this gentleman's video, and we'll, uh, well, we'll post it at the end there, is this, this is nothing new. This didn't start yesterday. This has started way long ago, and the thing is, is now social media is not just becoming a place like Twitter to complain. And, and just recently, um, Twitter has been politicized, even Facebook, uh, by a, we'll call a, a leader in the United States who, who didn't like what Twitter was doing. And Twitter took steps to uh, bring to light that they do have rules and a whole communication buildup started. So all I can say is that th this has now become a much bigger and bolder surface where things come up. Um, in Toronto today, there was a protest here today um, regarding a, 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 an unfortunate situation that occurred that here in Toronto. So we're living social media, right? by, by social media. And, and I, I actually called Hisham and I told him, listen, I'm in trouble again. Uh, and he goes, Jim, uh, you're, you're, you seem to be always in trouble uh, you know, every week. So maybe that's a, a topic for uh, another show, maybe. Why is Jim in the middle of trouble all the time? So it seems that, not, not that I'm looking for trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Um, in, in, innocuously, um, I seem to get myself involved in situations that shouldn't. And Hisham is getting a little perturbed by my uh, involvement in in, in uh Thing. So I took a few pictures and I uh, jetted out of there because we had to do this today. Um, you know, we usually do about 4, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard. So I just want to say to you that um, we're not offering you're going to solutions. But the, the reason why I feel that this topic is important is to showcase the, the, the broad aspect. Um, one of the favorite things I don't like to talk about is the rabbit hole. We don't want to go down the rabbit hole today. I think Shisham said here before we started is we're just dangling our feet <laughs> in the rabble. So I don't like uh, to hang up people's words, but I think he's right. We're dangling our feet in the rabbit hole. We don't want to go down it because that's not what the show is about. So I just want to give people a little bit of a broad spec of what they're, they're going to do. We're going to talk about a few things. We're not here to uh, point people out. That's not what the show is about. Um, and uh, I just wanted to just give people that context of what we're doing here. So I'll throw it back to you, Sham. 
Yeah, and uh, as you said, like it's it's like for you, it started for you to 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 market your business and and to to yeah. to start doing that. But but now it's it's considered as a media source because mainstream media are also businesses, and they at some point they realize that this is the new thing uh, that we should be there on on, and they they become there. Like we, I I for example. Every day I watch uh, uh, the prime minister's um, uh, talk, you know, the daily the daily update on YouTube because I don't have a TV at home. And even if I had, uh, while I'm working in the morning, I don't want to watch TV. I'm sorry, it's easier to 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 open that YouTube live and listen to him while I'm working. So it became so mainstream media came in on later because as a part of business. But that which is which is our next topic is that what infuriated or or pushed other news media that we might call, I don't know, illegitimate or not not trusted or whatever you want to say, because some of them are really illegitimate and, and the social media tried to close them. Some of them are like licensed and so, but they're not trusted. They, 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 they keep on, you know, creating a lot of misinformation and, and a lot like people like Alex Jones, for example, who was putting all the conspiracy theories until they closed that like a year ago or something. He was banned from every major um, uh, media, uh, sorry, uh, social media stream online. And uh, you, you you watch those videos, and I mean, I know we don't we didn't want to name him, but this some of some of those things are so are, are so big that you cannot mention them. That when he when he when he have an episode that's saying that the government is putting something in uh, in the water. To make frogs gay, like, like that, that is that is way beyond yeah. m- just normal misinformation or a joke that you. And he was serious about it, like he was angry and putting. And like, so and and he's just an example. I'm not not mentioning him that that he's the only one. That's this is just an example because his story came out along and no everybody started to know who he is and, and all the things. But that that drives. But I I believe that. When 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 people saw that so that mainstream that I could have the same access that main media streams can have, don't and I'm not gonna have to pay. Actually, they were making money from so because they were monetizing their content and making a lot of money through advertising. So they came in and that opened the doors uh, for them. People like I don't know the, the movements like white supremacists, climate change deniers. Flat earthers, and it's not—it's not just become that some people are talking like before, and no one listens to. Them. They become expanding. They become some people who were skeptic or even who did not believe anything. They started to see that, and they started even like becoming becoming skeptic or joining those movements. That that thing never happened before, you know. And and the the, the fact that it's spreading and it's still spreading, although they are. Some some of them are closing and they're moving from a platform to another, and some of them are even moved to blockchain, which is nearly impossible to shut down or to track because it's a decentralized network. Uh, so this is this is really this is really concerning and scary. And you know, I remember the uh, the um, also the incident that you told me last year about the uh, the climate change, and that you've heard about it. I was I was working that day. I couldn't. Uh, but but you heard about it also on social media and you wanted to go and then suddenly it became like kind of like uh, it was not like really violent but it, it became not what it is remember that and it was also infuriated by social media yeah yeah you know i'll tell you ladies i'll be i'll be honest uh, i have only participated in two movements in my whole life well, actually three movements one was a bike movement about four years ago to put bike lanes here where i live on blur street and uh, I, I cycled from High Park, which is about uh, 40 minutes away from where I live. And it was a weird thing. I was right at the front of the line because I'm a big cyclist, you know, deal with it. I am. And this climate thing came up and I belonged to a, uh, co- um, a co-working space at the time uh, where, I, where I worked at for, for seven months. And I went to this climate change and it was peaceful, actually. It was a lot of signs, but I felt weird. I was... I actually felt a little claustrophobic because I, I, I've grown a little older and I don't know, my personal space get, gets, I call it, violated. But, you know, it was weird. And um, just today, uh, there was another movement. Um, I didn't participate in it. I really 
observed and I took some pictures. And um, at the end of the day, you know, indirectly I was involved in this movement. And I understand why they're, they're doing it. But all I have to say about this particular thing, uh, topic, is I think that, listen, we all have our beliefs. And I understand that. You know, it's like I, I read the Bible, okay? I read the Greek Orthodox study Bible, as you know. It was a gift from my aunt. I've read it three times, cover to cover. And I don't tell people that I do it, but sometimes I have a few friends who are very, very in, into that. And it's interesting that, you know, the Greek Orthodox study Bible looks at the Bible a little differently. And I have a lot of friends who are Catholic and they have a different, and I actually read the, the different Bibles. And we have some interesting discussion sometimes, and they're like pretty impressed on the, the discussion and the argument that I put up, call it whatever you want, because I'm informed. Now, Shisham just mentioned a bunch here. We're talking religious beliefs, nationalism, right supremacy, uh, you know, flat. That's, that's fine. Our world has 7 billion people on it. We all have our beliefs, but I'm, I'm allowed to go there to do to my movement. And I think social media sometimes has... I don't know, maybe not done enough uh, to do this. And, and just this week, Twitter started putting this little bar uh, over a, a big political leader's tweets. We're going to leave it at that. And person got angrier and wrote an executive order. Now, all I'm saying is, you know, these social platforms may have to take low ownership and I have an article here from a, called Unfriending Facebook from Misinformation. Okay. I cut it out. It's from the Toronto Star. And, and the gentleman has an argument about advertising and all that. So this is real. This has been talked about. But I don't think enough has been done. And, and when Hashem and I were talking about this podcast, specifically this one, I have to admit to you, ladies and gentlemen, I was a little uneasy. Because I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. I wanted to stay at the top and really think. And maybe some people will even get upset of us talking about Alex Jones and me not saying who I'm talking about. That's okay. But the more about this story, uh, about this podcast is we're talking, we talked about mental health. We've talked about cybersecurity, blockchain. We've talked about some heavy topics because I think they need to be talked about. So um, that's all I need to yeah. say about it. And I'll throw it back to you, Hisham. Yeah, and again, uh, as you said, uh, we were not, we were, we weren't talking about that if it was just talk. Everyone is allowed to talk, and the reason I yeah. brought Alex, Alex Jones, for example, is not, is not that he's talking. I don't care what he talks about, and I didn't care. But when it happened, is that the point is what what what's been talked on social media is now coming onto the ground. So those. Yeah. Those white supremacists have done a lot of events or and have done a lot of uh, riots in the United States because mm -hmm. they, they started to become on the ground. And the reason I brought Alex Jones is that he was the one that that infuriates the Pizzagate thing. You know, when we talk about Hillary, I'm, by the way, I'm not a very fond of Hillary Clinton as well. But 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 the, 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 the thing that I would create a rumor that she has uh, uh, some pedophiles. A pedophile business in a pizza joint somewhere around that doesn't and it caused someone to go there and shoot at that that place and there was nothing actually so my point is is not just about alex jones or whoever comes to talk you can talk whatever you want take your your but that is not what is happening they are infuriating people they are pushing them to go on ground and do something. Somebody could have been killed that day, and the whole thing was a was just a hoax, just a rumor, right? And that's this is this is my point of like we should be careful of what we mentioned. So even if you if you heard about Pizza Kid, just just make sure you can you can just go visit or call someone who lives in there and say like go visit. Can can you just you know make sure about it or or just check about it if you are really. You don't just ha hold a gun, a rifle, and start shooting people just because you heard someone on social media saying some crap about it. This is this is the danger of just yeah. of, of talking because it's now it's not just talk. I mean, like freedom of speech is something, 
But you know, freedom of speech has this word. Word is freedom. The whole, the, the first, the, the core of freedom of speech is freedom. And freedom comes with responsibility. You want to talk freely? You have to take responsibility for what you talk about. So when you when you talk like this and you don't have enough information, you're just spreading that and someone goes and kills somebody, it's it's a shared it's a shared responsibility between him and you because you have somehow infuriated that person to go and do something based on absolutely nothing like like absolutely nothing which also which also now uh, uh, takes me to the to our uh, next topic which is spreading the misinformation in politics and how that is affects affects politics we hear and see a lot of bad actors let's call them like that and rogue states also let's stop at that trying to uh, to to infiltrate others countries uh, elections for their own that is not happening now and it's not start, it did not start with social media it's just it's just now becoming easier and cheaper through social media and you know, you know that there are a lot of countries try to play with other countries, um, um, you know, like um, uh, elections or something. And I, I don't want to talk about other countries, but what I know for sure is like a company like Cambridge Analytica have started a company here in Canada called AIQ, which collected illegal money from Leave UK or uh, something other, other uh, you know, other Brexiters. And funneled it through AIQ here in Canada to make that to, to target people in Britain f- to to support Brexit. Now, does that did that affect really? Did that change people? It's not the point. I don't know. Nobody can know because it's very it's very difficult to see. W- is it this, does does this information that I get social through, through social media changed my mind or not? It's but it was an illegal act. They funneled illegal money to AIQ and AIQ has done this also knowingly that that this is illegal you cannot have that amount of money and they have interfered whether it again whether it affected it or not that is not the point but they are using those those social media to do that and at that time no one noticed no one gave a damn and it went you know so so and now you see politicians are actually you know um seeing what's happening on social media and changing the stream, even for sometimes for what they believed for a long time or what their principles, because they're afraid that their supporters are, you know, uh, you know, are, are not happy with something or whatever. And they, they're not worried anymore about doing the right thing. But no, they're, they're worried about doing what their supporters want and keep themselves in, 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 in that place. Moreover, it, it's the, the racial biases like the genocide in Myanmar, you know, that was inferior to the military in Myanmar was using social media to check out and it, they were, they're a military, you know, you, you cannot use social media. You have other resources, but they were using social media to, to and that was infuriating for them, uh, you know, and uh, that, that caused a, a total real genocide, you know, a real genocide. People by hundreds of thousands were killed and millions were displaced because of that. And I, you know, I, I still remember when, when we were talking about, and I think we, we said in a, in a previous uh, episode, but we're going to talk about it more in details right now, is that um, what is to share and what is not? Because you once were, uh, remember when I told you about this app to say the cues on, on the shops during the pandemic? And you told me, how did they know that? And I told you, they collect information from, from phones, you know? And even, even that mostly is, was actually, uh, you know, like anonymized, but it's still, it was still scary to you because we don't know what is happening. And you told me that I should know that, that my data was collected. And I told you that's, that is actually hidden in the SLA agreement or the, the thing that you sign with them. And they always sent changes to privacy agreement and people say, okay, without reading. Remember that story? Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, that was freaked me out. So I'm going to uh, take a few minutes and, and tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I, many years ago, in, in, in when I started writing articles, um, I wrote an article that was supposed to appear in a magazine. 
and it was about social responsibility. This was back in 2008. And uh, I, quote, I wrote the article, I quoted two big leaders in the article, and the article was rejected by the magazine. And uh, I was disappointed. I felt that the article was good. It, it, it thing. So I posted it online. Uh, a mentor of mine said, Jim, he read it. He didn't think wrong with it. It is the most only and one controversial article I've ever written in my life. Now social responsibility has become a mainstay for organizations. A couple other things. In the past few years, um, uh, since Hashem and I have collaborated, I have either watched, uh, watched a film called The Trust Machine. It's not widely available yet, but it's uh, a movie about the history of uh, crypto and Bitcoin. And in this film, there's a gentleman, uh, I'm not going to his name, who was arrested, thrown in jail for, for doing, I didn't think anything was illegal, but it is what it is. Hashem and I have interviewed a woman whose son is uh, in jail right now, um, a futurist event last year. We talked about it on a previous episode. Uh, I have read books on um, Mr. Snowden, uh, watched uh, uh, watched movies, read books about this gentleman. Uh, uh, I have uh, I have a few friends who are deep into, into politics. I don't speak to them that often. It's out there. And I think that at the end of the day, things have happened in the world that had a disturbance to me that are far away from me, not even close to me, that infuriate me. And I'm not one to go on social media and do that because that something that happened last week, a minor thing happened here a couple of weeks ago in my neighborhood, a Trinity Bellwoods Park, where a bunch of people got together on a weekend and sat down and enjoyed themselves. We're in the middle of a COVID situation. I went on Facebook and ranted on Facebook. I don't do rants on Facebook. I did it. And a bunch of people commented. And I was nervous because I don't like ranting. It's not my style. People say, even on Facebook, you never rant. You never get a rant. I have a right to do so. It's my right because I was upset. I just went to Dana and took pictures of the circle. And I'm going to do another rant <laughs> in a few days. I'm telling you all this, ladies and gentlemen, because we are allowed. Things are happening in this world that I am disgusted about, but I don't go on Twitter and I don't do that stuff. But I pick my times to do it. Today and this last 48 hours, has America is on fire, literally. They're protesting here in Toronto. The world is not a great place. Try and find something positive to to. To read or to listen to is very difficult. I went on a two-hour bike ride this morning because I just needed to disconnect, and I took some great pictures of the Toronto landscape. This will not go away. The social platforms are, have to take more responsibility. That's my right to say that. Some may say they are. Some say they aren't. The 2016 election, stuff was going on. I, whether whether people are going to get angry at me saying this, stuff's going on. I watched TV shows. I read articles. I actually wanted to get a book on it, but someone took the book from the book and take a book thing on, on Hillary. I want to read it. But someone beat me to the punch. So all I'm going to say is that um, this stuff is real. And I think that Maybe I'm getting older and I'm getting my, my nerves or you know, my Incredible Hulk nerves are getting a little pinged. But I think we have the right. But, you know, racial bias is real and it's disturbing. And that's why we're going to do a show in the future about diversity. And, and I was a diversity member with a logistics company for four years. So I like to talk about that. I have friends of all diversities. All diversities. And I've interviewed people. I've done events of all diversities. That's who Toronto is. And that's who I am. So it yeah, is what it is. So 
I just want to kind of just air it out a little bit, you know, without stepping on toes. And I hope everybody understands where I'm coming from. So with that, I'll throw it back to you, Ishan, because we going overboard here <laughs> a little yeah, bit. I, uh, Sorry. I, I don't I, I don't think we're going overboard because, you know, again, you, you mentioned like 2016 election. And again, I we don't know that if that affected them or not. But uh, if right. you read the book, if you read the book that we, we you remember that the one that we saw targeted, the one that I got. Uh, I haven't read it, but maybe I should. Maybe I should read it next. Maybe Sham. There, here you go. Another yeah, book but report. you know, you know, you you know about the book, yeah. So yes, that yes. that book was written by someone who was working in yeah. in uh, in Cambridge Analytica, and she said that we we have done that. So there is no there is no doubt that Cambridge Analytica has done that. You know, it's it's actually the full name is is targeted the Cambridge Analytica whistleblowers in in inside story or something like that. And and, uh, and the cover to this and the cover for this book is a hand grenade with the word targeted on it with a keyboard around it. I mean, I mean, I'm into book covers. I have issues with book covers. Some are too good, but just the cover of this book is unbelievable. This is, so this is this is scary good. <laughs> yeah, know? it's scary good. I just read a. I just read a book uh, called "Losing the Signal," the story of a uh, BlackBerry, and uh, it's a st- it's a picture of a BlackBerry, but with two eyes and ears and all yeah, that. It's like and, a like a skull. It, it was like a like skull. a skull. It was crazy. And there's another book we we always refer to, and I just got a copy of it. Oh, where is it? I can't show it to you. Called "The Weapon of Math Destruction." Another amazing uh, cover and a whole other discussion. Yeah, there, and, and and those people. There's people who have worked into these things. So what they're telling is not is not just uh, is not just theories. They worked on on these on these things like like in, yeah. in 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 AI and in all of these tools. And they tell you what they've worked on. It, it's not yeah. it's not fiction, and it's not somebody. They're telling you what is happening. So these are sources, and these are facts. We're not we're not we're not. This is not our own opinion. This is what we know from the the the, the horse's mouth, right? So that that yeah. also leads me that also leads me to our uh, fourth and final topic today, which is going to be like a little t- tough to talk about. It's like, um, okay, so finally after the genocide, specifically in Myanmar, and the UN, by the way, another there's another proof. The UN admitted that that those Facebook posts and the groups. We're, we're part of the infuriating and and pushing for Gian, for Myanmar's genocide. So that's an, a UN, uh, you know, that's a UN speaker who's done that, and the video is on is on YouTube. So, but so but here's the thing, you know, like now social media's social media platforms are trying to be responsible. Although just for for people to know, because they are American companies, you know, and they they follow the American law, they are. Until now, they are, uh, you know, categorized as platforms or providers, not publishers. You're like, if you go on CNN or MSNBC or whatever, and you spread some misinformation, somebody could sue you easily, or sue this this station easily, and get sometimes millions of money. It happened in the United States many times when 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 someone talks bad about someone, it's not true, but because they are classified as Publishers, so they are they, and as you said, they, well, maybe the, the publisher who you talked about for for your article didn't want to publish it because they were afraid that it's they because they they are bearing by law bearing responsibility, but those platforms cannot bear responsibility. They can move or or keep content as they see fit, which is also dangerous and. After all of this, the world is going out. Now, the law didn't change in the United States, but because there was an outcry after, specifically after Myanmar and a lot of other things, so they're now trying to moderate the content, let's say. Um, so they're trying, not removing in most of the times, like if, if there are something like, sometimes they remove, as we said, Alex John was totally banned from everywhere. But in other cases, they moderate, and if there's something that is not really accurate, they put that note. It's not, It didn't start by the way, newly. It started a while ago, but they were testing it on specific, and now they're spreading it out. Mm. And mm. now, politicians who actually were asking platforms like YouTube and Facebook to fact-check and to not suppress the free speech because they were they were fact-checking on their supporters, now when they're fact-checking on them, they're angry, and they are they say that we're going to go take them to court, we're going to sue them, 
we're going to close, shut them down. I mean, like this, I mean, like if I was as one of those social media providers, I would say, tell them right now, what exactly do you want me to do? Shall I fact check? Like, like your request a couple of weeks ago, or shall I not fact check? Because you're angry that I'm fact checking you right now, you know, and and this is this is like this is becoming like very, I don't know, like I again, I am still saying that they should get responsibility, but the mixed messages that they're getting and they're being threatened. After all, they're being threatened by shutdown. After all, we're talking about those social media and we're hosting our content on them, right? And they are they cannot yeah. move it because we're not we're because we have the freedom. And we can talk about that. And we're not, we're not, you know, we're not. What do you say that we can't? We're not criminalizing them or anything. But someone no. just fact checks on them. I mean, like, come on. I, I, and I know no. that you have, you have a lot of, uh, a lot of input about on, on that. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm gonna share a story. I'm gonna share. You know what? I'm gonna share a funny story because people keep saying we're too serious. So, it's about fact checking. So, um, many years ago, nine years ago, I had a, I had a sports car. It's a Honda Civic SIR. Um, I got a speeding ticket um, for speeding. Um, the, t- the officer wrote a ticket, and uh, I took it, and I forgot about it. Uh, yes, I did, John. Uh, yes, I did. Four years later, I get a call, collect, a call from a collections agency saying, hey, you owe this much money. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Began to research. Well, this ticket you got, I went back to open the case. And I'm not a lawyer, okay? Um, I have a few friends who are private investigators at that time, lawyers, and uh, I reopened the case. So this was a ticket, uh, old school, written by hand. Well, um, I was told, you know, put the ticket in a white baggie and and bring it in. So I brought it in to, to, to the Justice of the Peace to do that. And he looked at it and he goes, well, you better check your facts because I think you really have a case. Well, it turns out that the facts were this, is that there was numerous mistakes on the ticket. <laughs> My uh, address was written wrong. Um, uh, the driver's license wasn't filled out correctly. There was numerous things wrong with this ticket. The Justice Peace couldn't believe that this ticket actually got this far and nobody noticed the mistakes because this ticket went through so many different hands before it got to me because it was done old school, written out, not by computer. So I took it in to uh, a local individual who fights tickets. And he know what he said to me? He said to me, wow, thanks for doing all the work for me, Jim. You did all the facts. This case will be case closed in literally maybe less than 10 minutes. I go back a few weeks later. And he got all the demerit points, threw it out, and I paid a small fine. And I remember him saying, Thanks for doing all the heavy lifting for me and taking all the facts. Now, why I tell you this is that I did. I checked the facts. I did this. And I know it's a small case. But here it goes where these platforms are now vehicles that are sharing information, lots of information. And Hisham Avaya talked about AI and I've read some books and I've got some in about machine learning. So Twitter this week put a little note on a one of its users who happened to be a big political figure. And he went back and he wrote an executive order and Facebook, you know. So this whole now has started a whole discussion just on this. And let me tell you, I'm gonna predict books are gonna be written about this, you know, like on, on fact checking. And I know we've got a little over on this topic, but at the end of the day is it's important that we understand that there has to be facts because that's what reality is. That's when we go to court here. And there's many cases now in deliberation in the United States, a gentleman was, was shot you know, four weeks ago. And, and the facts are being evaluated. But now a third person has been charged for murder who is holding... The camera who made no effect apparently to to stop this. Now, those are facts. And and now we live in a time here the last four days where America's on fire. There's protests all over the United States. Who knows what's written online on these platforms? This has got out of control. 
And now it become real for me where I'm taking pictures of a protest that I agree and disagree, but that's the world we live in. This is 2020 and we're dealing with things that have been going on for years, for years, ladies and gentlemen. So like I said, we're trying to just dangle our feet in this rabbit hole and we're not calling out people here. We're not. We're just simply saying these are the facts that we've researched on and we feel that with that. And are we stepping in toes? I hope we're not. And if we are, maybe that's a good thing. But at the end of the day, there has to take some ownership and some responsibility in here. And that's why Quantum Leaping is, is a podcast that's, you know, a little heavy at times because we deal with heavy topics. And we will be dealing with them some lighter topics in the future months to come. I guarantee you will. We're going to hear some topics that are personal to me. So with that, I probably got a little long here, Sham, but I'll throw it to you with the last word because I am done. <laughs> yeah, and, and I agree with, with what you said because you said that when, when you were talking about your own personal uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, issue with that ticket is that fact-checking is not a fun task. And a lot of people yeah. who get those news, they don't want to go... At all. Did I check like pizza care? Uh, they don't care about it. They just believe it because it's somewhere on the yeah. internet. They don't want to fact check. Uh, that was what yeah. be- I, re- I still remember the time when we were fact checking, even on media sources, we're out, we're already fact checking, but we, we did not believe everything. But nowadays, people are listening and they do not fact check. And also, if you if, if people are cannot do that, can you imagine on on social platform, the fact-checking process. On so, like, 2017, YouTube said that there were that there are like 400 hours of videos uploaded to YouTube. That's 2017. 400 hours of video every hour in a day and a half. That time, that's a century of content. In day and a half, a century of content. That is 2017. Only one platform, and it's YouTube. Can you imagine fact-checking or even checking if this content is proper or not on a platform like that? And take that on on, on other platforms who are now, you know, like a lot, getting trillions of, of content daily. So I think there's also partially responsibility on us to do that fact-checking. Just like you said, your lawyer was happy because you've done your fact checking, and he, it was easy for him. Maybe, maybe if you didn't, he will he would be a little bit because he had other cases who are much yeah. important and bring him a lot of money, and he didn't do a lot. And you might lost it or 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 it became worse than it should be. But because you've done your fact checking and you bring it on, that that whole thing ended up much better than it than it than it could could be, right? Because you've done as a as a citizen. You've done your own fact checking, right? And with that, I want to just summarize and and do the, the, uh, the close up with this. That saying that uh, just a few few facts: sixty percent of adults in the United States actually take their their social take their news or or rely on social media for for their news as as a news source. Now, I'm not saying that th- that's fake news. It's you know, it's, it's uh, Facebook have have sites like CNN and, and, and CNBC and CBC and whatever, but they don't go or they don't watch TV for that. They they see it on social media, and that might include a lot of those sites or illegitimate sources who might have a lot of crap on them. Like some, there are things that I don't want to mention, but they're really disturbing stuff on social media, and that's for for people and for their families and uh, here in Canada for example um, they they say that um, I, I think that uh, 30% or 30 uh, oh, sorry 52% of Canadians get their news uh, uh, from social media but the difference is here in Canada uh, most of them do not take it as a trusted source so they might hear it or see it on social media or see what's happening, but they don't take it for, for granted. Unlike a lot of people in the United States and a, and about the, and, uh, a lot of people around the world, and we mentioned Myanmar, 
I, I here now just want to share a lot story at the end. Like many years ago, I was working in Qatar and I met this girl from Myanmar, which was named Burma, by the way, if people don't know that. And uh, she was a cashier. And, you know, Jim knows me that I always like to snap to, 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 to you know, to start conversation with strangers, specifically those frontline workers, because they, you know, I feel that they're doing a lot of job and they're not appreciated. So I, when she told me Myanmar, I was like, where is that? She told me it's formerly Burma, and I realized that. Okay. And she said, like, tell her, how, how do you find Qatar? Of course, Qatar is a place in the Middle East, and it's a Muslim-majority country. So she said, I actually found it much better than I expected. So, I mean, I didn't hear about Myanmar unless in the history books when we read that it was Burma and it was in a British colony, but we didn't know. And, of course, she said, before coming here, she, she by the way, is educated, but she couldn't find a, a great job. And I was like, coming here, it's, it's, it's what she said it's one, one of the best things that she's done. And you were educated and you came here for a cashier. And she said, it's not just about the job because I couldn't find a job there. But she said, before coming to Qatar, she had a very bad idea about Muslims because what she hears in the, in the media there. But when she came to a Muslim-majority country and she said, I've dealt with them, I, I, I found that there are people like us. They have the good, they have the bad. Most of them are good, like everybody in the world. And some are bad, but it's not the idea that she took about them. And I, this is what, what struck me. Like, you know what? It doesn't matter what you hear or what you see on social media. When you meet people, when you talk to them, you realize the truth. So this is what I wanted to end up with. Is like, no matter what you see on social media or whatever, just keep a healthy dose of skepticism uh try to do some fact checking uh, connect with people connect with other people if you hear that okay uh, like like right now everybody is is putting blame on chinese people because of the coronavirus i know a lot of chinese people here and they are my friends and they are very nice people why should why should you blame them for what is going on some of them were actually born here they're they're totally canadian they're just uh, in their ancestry they are chinese and and that's that's what i what I wanted to say, and it's like, don't listen. And a lot of people are infuriating against Chinese people because of social media again. But just, just, just do that that effort. Fact check, communicate with people, you know. And I think I think we as humans are meant to communicate in person, not just digitally. And uh, the, uh, I, I'm gonna leave like a, a last word for you, Jim. No, it's great. I again, I appreciate everyone watching or listening to the show. As I said, this is a very heavy topic, but I think we've done a great job and just explain a little bit about it, uh, peeling the onion a little bit, just dangling our feet in the rabbit hole, but not going down. So, uh, thank you very much for listening. This is Jim. Yeah, and this is Hisham, and we'll meet you again in our next episode with. Um, I'll say a lighter topic. I'm not going to say it's not going to be heavy, <laughs> but a, a little bit lighter topic. <laughs> yes, so the next three episodes are going to be lighter. I tell you that. Take care, everyone. We bye cannot bye. promise, but but we'll try. <laughs> so <laughs> bye bye, uh, bye bye, and see see you in the next episode.